Hi, it's Jeff. Stay tuned for my latest interview. Do you want to learn and be inspired by the leading art professionals who are shaping our culture? The Art Career Podcast is breaking barriers by letting you sit in on candid, straightforward conversations with luminaries in visual arts, writing, music, theater, and film. Join New York-based advisor, curator, and overall artist advocate, Emily McHale-Reith, for authentic and inspirational conversations with icons of our generation, like Cheryl Strayed, Jerry Saltz, and Marilyn Minter. Emily dives deep into topics like self-development, career trajectories, mental health, social justice, and the artists that have changed our lives. Expand your journey through the arts and feel empowered about what you do. Subscribe to The Art Career today, wherever you listen to your podcast. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Taylor Adams, author of the new novel, The Last Word. I interviewed Taylor previously on the podcast, and I'll add a link to that earlier interview in the show notes. Writer Riley Sager wrote about the novel, A White Knuckle Read in a Sitting Thrill Ride. In the last word, Taylor Adams ratchets up the tension to an unbearable pitch, then keeps going. Thriller fans, take note. You need to read this book. Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Well, if someone hasn't heard about your new novel yet, how would you describe The Last Word? So uh, The Last Word is basically, it's I've heard it kind of described as almost a reverse misery, where instead of an evil reader terrorizing an author, it's an evil author terrorizing a reader. But basically, it's about this woman. She lives alone uh, in a really remote location with her golden retriever. She reads a lot. She reads just this terrible, crappy book. She reads it one star online. And, uh, you know, as we all have, but this time it turns out the author is a psycho and he comes after her. And so <laughs> kind of a, kind of a home invasion thriller, kind of, there's, there's a little bit of comedy. Um, I just, I had so much fun with this book. Yeah. I love the premise. Do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write the last word? Honestly, it, I, I don't think my memory goes back that far. Um, but I, I do remember being really excited um, when I was when I was developing the story. I think I wrote the prologue, um, you know, like the five or six page prologue before I even had a full story because I was just so excited conceptually with it. Um, but yeah, I don't remember the exact moment where the idea came from. I, I think it's just just from being a writer and from, I mean, knowing I do my best to just not read my negative reviews, negative reviews of my work, but. <laughs> You know, it's just good for my mental health not to not to ever go on Goodreads. But, you know, what if an author couldn't? <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you as a writer if you ever read your online reviews. I try not to. Usually when each book comes out, there's usually a window around the release of each book where it's like, okay, I kind of have to because I, I have to see how it's landing with readers and kind of see, you know, what people who liked it are saying, what the people who didn't like it are saying. But um then I always just have to disengage and I, I try really hard to, you know, never go, never go to Goodreads, never go to Amazon for my, the, the Amazon pages for my books and uh, just try to try to focus on whatever I'm writing next. Cause it's, 
<laughs> you know, it's it is what it is. It's the internet. Sure. And and on that note, have you ever responded to an online review oh, of one of your novels? <laughs> I'm sure there have been times when I've wished I could, but um, no, I, I've always kind of felt like I, I've just I've always honestly been kind of afraid to because I just I think that's such a bad look for a writer. And uh, I don't know, it's online reviews are like, I feel like it's not my place. And I shouldn't even be reading them because it's not really my place to be reading them because it's it's like they're for readers to talk to other readers and, you know, kind of voice their opinions and share their thoughts. And it's like, as a writer, I'm kind of, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be privy to that. So it feels even kind of voyeuristic <laughs> if I if I do end up on my Amazon page, because it's like, I know they didn't, they wrote these reviews with other readers in mind. They didn't anticipate the author creeping around the page. That's true. So what was your writing process on the last word? Are you a planner or outliner or do you just dive into the narrative? How does that work for you? Definitely lots of planning, lots of outlining. Um, With this one, especially, uh, I think I'd written like, four or five drafts of the story before um, we sold the the book to the publisher. And uh, my editor, the reason I, oh man, the last third of this book is, I'm, I'm very happy with how the last 25% of this book turned out. And it's all because of my editor's idea. Like she, she really like pointed me in the right direction. And, and I remember at the time it was a little bit daunting because I was throwing away probably close to a year of work of drafts to kind of pursue this new direction that really excited me. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, okay, I've got to be sure about this because I'm I'm throwing away a lot of a lot of work that was going in the wrong direction. But um, now that I'm on the other side of that, I am so I'm so grateful for her input and her just having those great ideas because they were exactly what I needed to, you know, move the story in the right direction and then obviously continue to keep outlining because I am, I am a hardcore outliner. I didn't realize how much of an outliner I was until this book. (laughs) As a writer, how, how is that process for you, for someone to come in? As you said, you, you've spent a year writing this and they come in and, and say, you got to, you know, they don't say you have to, but, but, you know, in the editorial process, they're strongly encouraging you to throw out, you know, a year's worth of work how do you kind of stomach that and 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 uh, start the rewriting process? It's a little nerve wracking. I think my biggest fear through the whole thing is that um, you know because I know how lousy my my early drafts are. Like they are they are bad, and I and I always think my biggest fear is that I'm letting myself get talked out of an idea that could work after more passes, just because the initial version of it that I presented was just so not what it should be. So. That's always kind of an early fear. Like I have to make sure, okay, like I really went to bat correctly for this. You know, I did this idea justice and, you know, the input was, no, that's not going to work. It's once I get past that hurdle and I feel like, okay, I've done my part. I mean, it's still nerve wracking because you're still, you know, changing direction on a story. But it's it's also kind of reassuring to have another have another voice in there. And, and I've got other, other people who I talk to and I bounce ideas off of. And, you know, I've, I've got my, my fiance and I've got my parents and I've got my manager and I've got like people who I can kind of talk to and go, you know, okay, does, would this work? And it's kind of reassuring to not be going alone because, you know, when I first started this, you know, forever ago, when I was writing my first novel, I was, I was just, I felt like I was on an island and I didn't know what worked and what didn't work. And I had to just kind of trial and error my way through it. And now I'm, 
now I'm lucky that I've got a, a little bit of a team on my side. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sure, sure. And and what are your drafts like? I mean, you said you you wrote four or five drafts before you even submitted it to a publisher. What what's that drafting process look like for you? So normally, like every first draft comes in really severely underweight in terms of word count. Like, I mean, my books are usually sixty, seventy thousand words. They're usually like forty thousand words, and they're very, very skeletal. They're they basically read like outlines and. The reason I do that early on is I change so much stuff in the stories. I move so much stuff around. I really don't want to spend a lot of time fine-tuning the atmosphere, fine-tuning the details, getting the dialogue to ring just right if there's a 80% chance that I'm going to throw that scene in the trash on draft five. So it's like I, I really have to get the bones right and get the, the story beats in the right place. And then in the later drafts, then I can go in and I can really you know, flesh out the characters and flesh out the atmosphere and get the, get the pacing just right and get, you know, all those little things just right. But I don't feel like, I don't feel comfortable doing any of that until I feel okay about the, the shape of the story. And so I think as a result, my first three or four drafts, they always kind of look like sketches or, or they kind of read like screenplays maybe because there's just so little detail and they're so <laughs> bare bones. <laughs> That's interesting. Have you started working on another novel? Yeah, I'm, let's see, I am currently, I am close to finishing a first draft on that. But again, it's a, you know, it's, it's my kind of a first draft. <laughs> so it's very, very basic. Um, I'm outlining and I, I like to just kind of outline and then write a draft and then take it back to the drawing board and outline again. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to, starting to rev up the engine on this one and I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, with uh, a new new thriller because that's just what I like to write. That's great. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own novels or short stories? So I would say the biggest thing that I would like, I would have told myself uh, years ago and that I still tell myself to do now because I don't always do a great job of this now, um, but try to really try to find a schedule and, and stick to it. And, you know, don't just wait to feel 
like inspired to write because you know there's days like that where you're really excited to just jump in and and you're excited for your story but that's about like one out of 10 maybe one out of 20 days for me most of the time it kind of feels like work to get started and um just just set aside time and and put in the time and, and hold yourself to a word count you know whether it's 500 words or a thousand words a day and uh you know it it really does. It kind of turns it into a job, but it's amazing just when you put that time in cumulatively, how it does add up and it does get better. And it's so, I, I don't, I can't even remember how long it took me to write my first novel, but for the first year or two that I was working on it, cause it took multiple years to write. I was only writing when I felt compelled to do so. And that <laughs> slow, slow way to write a book. So definitely my advice is, um, you know, carve out time wherever you can. I remember I used to, with my day job, I would get up at like 5 a.m. and I'd write like 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. And then 7 a.m. on, I'd get ready for work. Um, but, you know, you kind of, whatever works in your schedule, wherever you can squeeze that time in. That's great. Well, what novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? So I there was one that I really, really loved. I remember I put it down and I... I think it was really late at night and I just like spent another hour just like lying in bed thinking about it. Um, it's, uh, it's an author. I really like, uh, Paul Tremblay. It's a uh, Paul bearers club. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It is so good. And I've, I've loved all of his work. Um, but, uh, it's just, it's incredible. It's heartbreaking. It's funny. It's creepy. It's, I, I think it's marketed as a horror. It's kind of horror adjacent. And I, I think that's what makes it so cool. But, structurally it's uh it's really neat because the the form of the book the the book is a it's a manuscript and then there's another character who's writing notes and commentary in the margins so it's a really meta way to tell a story and it's just it's fascinating that's interesting i haven't heard about that yeah i mean i'm I'm familiar i'm familiar with the author um and i may be interviewing him in a few weeks oh cool cool yeah well where can people find out more about you and your novels online so I am, let's see, I have a website. It's tayloradamsauthor.com. I have to, I have to read all of my URLs off the inside of my book because I don't have them memorized. <laughs> uh, on Facebook, I'm Taylor Adams author. Uh, and then on Instagram, I'm taylor.adams.author. So you can see there's, there's definitely a theme there. I don't know why I had to read it off of the inside of a book, but uh, there you go. <laughs> That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Taylor Adams, author of the new novel, The Last Word. The novel is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Taylor, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much. This was really fun. Great. Thank you. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. 
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.